Welcome back, everybody. I'm Richard Krause. Joining me in studio, we have a noted bibliophile and also news person, Justine Lukovic here. If you listen to News Talk 1010 in Toronto, you've certainly heard her dulcet tones. Uh, thank you for being here. No problem. Uh, and you're going to tell us about the best books of the year. Now, I was saying to you just off mic that I haven't read as many books. I used to read two books a week, and this year was just, it's come and gone. And now that we're at the, you know, the beginning of a new year, I look back at the last year and I'm like, wow, I really dropped the ball book-wise this time. Uh, what should I have been reading. Okay, so I've got uh, I, I sort of picked the top ten my favorites of the year, five nonfiction, five fiction, and I gotta say that this year, it was kind of an unexpected year. I've been going through everybody else's top 10 lists, right. and I don't see a lot of books on, you know, being doubled, as everyone thinks that's one of the best books of the year. Every single top 10 list that I've seen this year has different books on it. Yeah, in movie land, Boyhood, for instance, is at the top of everybody's best of list this year, and it's like, yeah, let's let's shake it up a little bit, and it seems like they've done that yeah, in the book world. Well, yeah, it has really been shaken up this year, and plus the other thing is that uh, the three award winners, you know, the Giller Prize, mm -hmm. the uh, Writers' Trust, the Governor General's Literary Award. Surprisingly, not one of them is on my top wow. 10 wow. list. And that's the first time in years that that <laughs> has happened. So, uh, you know, what? why don't we start with nonfiction? Sure. One of my favorite books this year came out earlier in the year, and it hasn't really been talked about that much. The Hotel in Place Vendôme, Ritz, the Hotel Ritz in Paris. And what this author did, Talara Matseo, is she went back to sort of the scandalous time at the Ritz during the Second World War. So she found this really interesting other angle right. to the Second World War, because how many books have you read about the Second World War? And she talks about what was going on inside this hotel during the war, because the Germans took over Paris, and they also took over Hotel Ritz. Mm -hmm. And so there were a lot of these German generals who were staying in the Hotel Ritz luxuriously, uh, as were a lot of famous writers, famous actresses, royalty, like the Duke and Duchess of Windsor. Uh, you've got Coco Chanel that she talks about, Ernest Hemingway, F. Scott Fitzgerald. All these people were inside the Hotel Ritz with the Germans having a good time. And wow. it's amazing to see how differently these people lived inside the Hotel Ritz while, of course, we know what was going on outside of the hotel during the Second World War. That's and these guys were spending a lot of money on <laughs> champagne and... And, you know, these expensive dinners and there was so much scandal and she goes through all of that. So you're, you're reading this book. It's kind of like the Second World War version of like, you know, gossip. Right. And it's amazing. Uh, but then, of course, once the war was over, a lot of these people who were consorting with the Germans in the hotel paid for it yep. later on. So that's one of my it's called the Hotel in Place Vendôme. Right. Now, the, one of my other, uh, non, let's go through maybe one more nonfiction. Sure. Between Gods, a memoir by Alison Pick. I'm a huge fan of memoirs as opposed mm -hmm. to biographies. I know that there's, uh, you know, probably a lot that some of these authors are not telling you about their lives, uh, things that they're missing or skewing. I, it, you know, it, to me, it doesn't matter. I just and, want... And memory is so... Uh, if yeah. you Like, you, you can... It, someone... It was Judge Roy Bean that said, if it ain't true, it ought to be. And that's the thing. It's all about how you remember things. 
And, and you know, and people like the the writers who write the best memoirs fill in the blanks. Like right. they're like, I think this is what was happening, and right. I think this is the conversation we had. And you know that it's a little bit fictional because you really can't remember a conversation you had detailed last week, never mind ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. But they make it interesting anyway. Alison Pick in Between Gods, she talks about how she found out as an adult that her paternal uh, was it paternal grandparents were Jewish, and she had no idea. Because when they moved to North America, they hid that uh, for obvious reasons at the time. You know, they were running away from Mm -hmm. being Jewish. So so they never told their kids or their grandkids. She finds out later in life. And it led to a sort of depression as she was... um, thinking about maybe converting to Judaism, was it was that the part of her life that was missing all these years? Right. Something was missing. Was that it? And uh, and this is all happening while she's planning a wedding. So depression sets in, and she uh, researches her family, researches Judaism, should I convert? And she's just very honest and raw. Uh, and, and the most memorable part of the book is she talks about a miscarriage, and she just spills Right. Like she's she tells you exactly what that moment was like. And I don't know how these authors do that, but I find some of of those memoirs the best out there where they're just so honest and raw. And you sit there reading going, how are you actually saying this to, you know, the thousands of people who are reading? But it's amazing that some people can do that. And what's it called? Between uh, Between Gods. Right. By Alison Pick. Wow. So we'll move on to uh, fiction. Yeah, fiction. So, you know, uh, two of my favorite books on my fiction list of the top five were really unexpected for me, as in a lot of times I get a book and I I know the author, so I know previous books of theirs and I know that they're amazing, so I have expectations. Or the publisher might say, you know, just kind of flag it and say, pay attention to this one. With these two, they were just, they arrived in the mail, didn't know what to expect. I... Let's start with this one, Will Starling. I just read it a couple of weeks ago, even though it was published in September. I kind of missed it. And I thought, you know, this kind of sounds interesting. Let me read it. Boy, am I glad that I did. (laughs) Uh, And it hasn't gotten that much attention. So it's called Will Starling. And it's sort of by Ian Weir. And the way that I sort of describe it is it's like a mix of Frankenstein and Jack the Ripper. Oh, wow. Wow. Right? And it is sort of like a, a... kind of remake of Frankenstein, but not really. Uh, so it's set in London, 1816, uh, post-Napoleon kind of war era. Mm-hmm. And the main character, the namesake, Will Starling, is a surgeon's assistant. And, you know, his mentor is sort of like the honest surgeon, but of course there's the bad guy. Yep. And even the name, Dionysus. Ah. Like, it just sounds like <laughs> evil, right? So he's the surgeon who's really talented, but he's also ambitious and greedy. He wants to be the guy who's remembered as sort of the revolutionary in the scientific world. And if you think back to the 1800s, surgery was not the way it is now. They were very experimental, yep. not very honest about <laughs> things sometimes. So you've got, you know, how do they get their their bodies for experimentation? That's where the sort of kind of Jack the Ripper thing comes into play and there's uh, grave robbers involved. And so it's just a very... As soon as you start reading it, it's like I, I was like, I have to have my fireplace on, candles lit, because it's set in London in the 1800s, no electricity, you know, right. like I just want candles. And it's very dark, and he really puts you in the mood. And I loved it. 
Now, we just have about 30 seconds left. What's your other choice? Okay, so Interference uh, by Michelle Berry. Again, I was so surprised about this one coming into it. It's a, it's a series. It starts off as a series of short stories. That's right. how she started it. And it's about a sm- a neighbors on one street in a small town of Parkville. And they're all jealous of each other or they're prejudiced about each other. So the short stories start as like one neighbor's story each. Right. But then she just makes it flow so beautifully and it all comes together in the end. And really, it's about prejudice and jealousy. Like, you shouldn't be jealous about your neighbors because their life might be worse than yours. You don't know what happens behind closed doors. And don't be prejudiced about people because, you know, sometimes the guy who seems like the axe murderer is actually the nicest guy on the street. That's Justine Lukovic talking about uh, the best of nonfiction and fiction out there in the book world. Thanks so much, Justine, no for problem. coming in. And uh, in Toronto, when can people hear you? Well, we can hear you online. If you don't live in Toronto, you can hear yeah, you so talk about Yeah, so it's all on newstalk1010.com on our, in our blog section. I've got a book blog there. Thanks so much, Justine.